1 I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. 2 And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good, and acceptable, and perfect, will of God. 3 For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For for as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office. 5 So we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. 6 Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. 7 Or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth, on teaching. 8 Or he that exhorteth, on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity, he that ruleth, with diligence, he that sheweth mercy, with cheerfulness. 9 Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. 10 Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love, in honor preferring one another. 11 Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. 12 Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. 13 Distributing to the necessity of saints, given to hospitality. 14 Bless them which persecute you, bless, and curse not. 15 Rejoice with them that do rejoice, and weep with them that weep. 16 Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. 17 Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. 18 If it be possible, as much as leith in you, live peaceably with all men. 19 Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. 20 Therefore if thine enemy hunger, feed him, if he thirst, give him drink, for in so doing thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. 21 Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. What does all of this mean to a six-year-old? If you were intending to explain this verse to a child with a child's experience of the world and a child's attention span, what would you distill this passage down to? The last line is the clincher. How would you tell the child how to overcome evil with good? Because there is a danger here. The danger is something even a child understands. It's called emotional blackmail. If we are to overcome evil with good, does not evil have the upper hand? Is the wife of an evil man, to forgive him one more time and take him back, one more time? As a member of a jury, ought we not give the accused the benefit of the doubt, every time? In the previous line we are told, Therefore if thine enemy hunger, feed him, if he thirst, give him drink, for in so doing thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Before that is the things a Christian ought to do. It appears to create an uneven dynamic at odds with the Bible's admonishment to not be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. 
but this is a common device of Scripture. It puts the Christian in an impossible situation, one he cannot resolve on his own. These dilemmas are God's way of telling us we need to live as the church. In verses 9 and 10 we are told to, 9 Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. 10 Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love, in honor preferring one another. We prioritize the faithful and put first our relationships with one another. This is substantiated in verses 1 through 5. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good, and acceptable, and perfect, will of God. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. This is a description of the church. It is a reference to the specialization that constructs the church. For without specialization there is no dependency, and without this, what does it mean to have faith? This chapter recites some of the things we are to be. But the meat of the passage is in verses 17-19. to Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as leaf in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. We are not to do evil for evil, unfortunately most Christians think this means we are not to act like the world acts or even defend ourselves. God does say, Vengeance is His. But we must take this in context of what evil is. Romans 12 is talking about the church and how we are to live separate the accent in on the social and cultural separation. Murder is evil, but we have to back up some and focus on the issue of our cultural interrelationships. After the verse about not giving evil for evil, it tells us to provide things honest in the sight of all men. Evil in this context has more to do with justice and economics. We are not to be freeloaders and cheats. It is taking from others what does not belong to us, that is evil. Murder is an extreme case but short weight, inaccurate product descriptions and so on are also forms of evil. We are to live peacefully, if it be possible. In short, if we are to live as Romans instructs, we need to separate from this world. The church is built by our separation and to make separation possible. As we specialize and help one another, seeking to live peacefully and not do evil for evil, we build the church. The church is both the outcome of living right and the environment which enables us to live right. Therefore, we cannot live godly lives outside of the church and we cannot build the church unless we live godly lives. So, building the church as godly persons is a process, but it is cumulative, exponentially so.